Hello and welcome to the very first Voice on the Air, a video and audio podcast series brought to you by Voice at the Table. Voice on the Air explores topics such as how to overcome workplace challenges and how to contribute value to your organization. The aim is to provide you with tips, tools, and ideas to help you develop your skills and grow your career. Each episode, I'll be speaking to different guests who will share their knowledge and their advice in their specialist area. I'm your host, Andrea James. I'm a decision-making trainer and consultant. I help executives and their teams to make more productive decisions. So coming from an analytical background, I really value data and what it can tell us and structured thinking. However, there are so many times when uncertainty is high, the data is insufficient, and we have to navigate lots of other issues too, like egos and politics and cognitive biases. So it's really important to set up processes that enable empathetic discussion and taking different perspectives and evaluating in a meaningful way. So if you're interested in finding out more, check out my profile at voiceatthetable.com. But today we'll be looking at how to overcome limiting beliefs and who better than the founders of Voice at the Table, Rena Goldberg-Lynch and Cara Moore. They both had great careers in the corporate world and are now dedicated to helping you do the same. So let me get them to introduce themselves. First, here's Rena. Hello, everybody. I'm Rena Goldenberg-Lynch. And as Andrea said, I'm the founder of Voice at the Table. We are a gender diversity consultancy, and we work with companies and the women there to help companies become more gender balanced and to help them take advantage of diversity of thought in their growth. Um, then. Before that, I was a lawyer, a banking lawyer uh, in the city and uh, beyond for about 20 years. And this is what I do, and this is my passion now. Thank you very much. And here's Cara. Hello, everybody. I'm Cara Moore, and I head up the Training Academy for Professional Women at Voice at the Table. And prior to that, I had a career as a chartered surveyor. But to be honest with you, I always struggled with my career and the um, how to align the conflict that I personally experienced with being the mum that I wanted to be to my three sons. So about five years ago, I realized that uh, people and that property were my passion and I retrained as an executive coach. And now I'm really pleased to be working alongside Rena, supporting women pursue their own careers um, and yeah that's what we do and I'm very pleased to be here today. Thank you so much. So the first limiting belief that we're looking at is something that's so common. Even Stephen Fry says he suffers from it and that is this feeling that we don't belong there. We somehow snuck in the back and any minute now people are going to find out that we don't know as much as we seem to know. Uh, so, Rina, could you tell us a little bit more about this? 
Yeah, certainly, Andrea. I think you're referring to the imposter syndrome, and that's this feeling, as you say, Andrea, that you're the only person in the room who really shouldn't be there. And soon, as soon as you open your mouth, perhaps, you will be discovered and asked to leave. This is this feeling that you snuck in through the back door when nobody was looking, and that everybody really is better than you. Now, a lot of women actually experience this at one point or another in their career, and it's not just women who do that. But we're going to share with you ways of overcoming the imposter syndrome today. It's really interesting um, to look at some of the research because the imposter syndrome is something that's experienced far more by women than by men. And the reason for this is that women tend to internalize failure more than men. So whereas men attribute failure to events outside their control, women tend to look inside themselves for the reason and say things like, I should have I should have been better than I was. Thanks, Cara. I think something that's quite the opposite of the imposter syndrome is where people do feel that they belong there. And in fact, they put so much work into the quality of, of what they're doing that they think that it should speak for them for itself. Kara, um, could you could you tell us a little bit more about this limiting belief? Sure, Andrea. And this is another syndrome that's been given the name the Tiara syndrome. And the Tiara syndrome going for a promotion, and your male colleague is going for the promotion too, and he gets it, even though in your opinion you feel that you are more experienced and more qualified for the role. And the reason for that is that women tend to uh, sit back and expect to be rewarded for their diligence and for their expertise and their hard work, whereas men are much more strategic about networking with the decision makers and with the stakeholders. So they tend to put themselves forward, whereas women tend to sit back and hope that someone will come and tap them on the shoulder and put a tiara on their head and say, you know, you're perfect for this role. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen like that. No, it doesn't, does it? Um, to be honest, that's something that I've, I've heard of rather than experienced myself. Because for me, it's more if I can just make this correction to this piece of work, or if I just got a little bit better, then I'd be ready. Um, and it's something that I continue to, to definitely um, suffer from. And, and, and it, it, I realize that it holds me back often. Yeah, um, and the reason for that, Andrea, is that women um, tend to say, if I, I can't do it yet, if I haven't done it yet. So men are much better at looking at their potential, whereas women tend to rely on their past performance. Mm. And there's another aspect to it, Andrea, which is that women t tend to put a different threshold to everything they do um, and everything they deliver, and that threshold is very high. It's perfection. It has to be perfect, and that's yet another limiting assumption or limiting belief. Um, and every time I walk into a room and we talk about limiting beliefs, and I asked about, you know, is this something that resonates with people, all the hands in the room go up. So you're not alone. It is definitely something that a lot of women experience. And what I'd like to suggest is that you, know, you might want to look at um, the perfection, this idea of being perfect as a form of procrastination. 
and think of it as um, you know adding too much value to your work beyond the point where it's needed. So I'd like to suggest a new threshold of, of perfection, which to me is the 80-20 rule, which is that when you get to 80%, when you think it's 80% ready to go, then relinquish control, let it go, deliver it out, and, and move on. Because beyond that 80%, every little extra minute that you put into it only adds that very tiny little bit extra, the 2% little extra. So the, the rule of diminishing returns is not feasible in that case. So you need to let go at 80%. That's your new threshold. <laughs> yes, it's... Um... <laughs> I think it's nothing like putting things into practice, right? Even while we're doing this video, I'm thinking, ooh, you know, the connection, it's getting a little bit slow today. I want it all swimmingly perfect before it's ready to go out. But actually, there's a lot of value in the content, and we put a lot of effort into curating it and thinking about how to give value to our listeners and, and the people watching this video. And perhaps, actually, that's what matters. And each time we get better at doing things from doing things. Absolutely, Andrea. And in fact, I have another motto to help me overcome um, wanting to be perfect, which can often um, be a form of procrastination. Is, and my motto is, is it FFP, which stands for fit for purpose? And if what I am doing is good enough, and it is fit for purpose, then I press send on the email or I press send on the document and I don't spend any more time tinkering with the layout or trying to improve on my sentence structure. So I offer the listeners today um, that piece of advice which is to ask themselves, is it FFP, fit for purpose? Thank you so much, Cara. Actually, I'm going to put something on my office wall to say, is it fit for purpose? <laughs> and to send things out because I am so guilty of tinkering. Um, so for, our, for everyone out there, can we leave them with a few takeaways from today? Yeah, certainly. So uh, I'll start if that's all right. I'll go back to the imposter syndrome where you're in that room and you think, you know, your contribution perhaps doesn't matter or doesn't belong there. One of the ways that you could overcome that is by looking at it quite objectively and, and saying, is, is this true? Is that true in terms of objective criteria? What is the reason that I'm here? I've been asked to attend this meeting. What is the reason that my employer pays me the salary that it does? Uh, compare yourself to others. What is the experience that you bring, your expertise, your knowledge, and how does it compare to everyone else's experience in the room? Are they, do they belong? Do they really need to be there? And, and also wonder, because there probably are at least one or two other people in the room who also feel like imposters. So it's not just you, and just check it against uh, objective evidence. Great, thank you. Okay, and the takeaway that I would like to offer our listeners is to simply notice what they're thinking and to simply be aware of the limiting assumption that's holding them back. It's been said that um, touching um, a thought with awareness is like touching a soap bubble with a finger. So the simple act of noticing what you're thinking can be enough to dissipate that limiting assumption 
and to allow a more rational and helpful assumption to take its place. Thank you so much. Well, we hope that you found this fit for purpose and got some value out of it. We certainly enjoyed making it. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. For information on all the great programs that Voice at the Table runs, go to voiceatthetable.com and you'll be able to learn about everything that we offer. So for today, it's, it's goodbye from me. I'm Andrea James. And goodbye from me, Rena Goldenberg-Lynch. And it's goodbye from me, Cara Moore. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.